Support for Local Color, a Baltimore podcast, is provided by Brioxi. Brioxi is working to put hundreds of innovators of color into their own home in Baltimore. Their next home buyer day is March 25th. To register, search Brioxi on Eventbrite. That's B-R-I-O-X-Y. Join the tribe. We are the ready generation. I felt like I had sex. I felt like I busted a nut like after recording that track and I never felt so empowered like that in my life. And ever since then I was just hooked. I was just hooked. Hey everyone, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color, a show about the local color that makes Baltimore great. Today's guest is Abdu Ali. If you frequent the Crown off North and Charles, then you have an idea of who he is. For the rest of us, he's a writer, rapper, and curator that's here to make space and opportunities in the art world for LGBTQI artists of color in Baltimore. Stay tuned. Before we get started, I want to say Abdu is overseas on tour right now. At the time of the interview, he'd just come back from a show down in North Carolina. The show was on the same night as the inauguration for our president. At the show, Abdu got the sense people were reacting to the music and the reality of our current presidency. Was the show in response to the inauguration or it just happened? In a, in a way, not intentionally, it, it was. like it definitely was in a way. I think that... In general, all over the country, a lot of people probably was going out raging to just, like, find some way to, like, not feel too bugged out about what the next four years might bring. I know that you're from Baltimore. What what part? Um, I guess to be really specific, downtown West Baltimore. Um, I grew up around Pennsylvania Avenue and uh, MLK, right in the heart of the city, and... It's a it's a it's a community that indirectly has a lot of black excellence around it. Though Abdu is from West Baltimore, he spent a lot of time moving around the city. I asked him how always being on the move influenced him in his early years. Well, as far as me living in West Baltimore, I really like West Baltimore. To me, it was just a lot more fashionable, a lot more urban. West Baltimore people are real loud and just like extra and I really love seeing that as I was growing up. So in the Fader interview you said that you had a special sense of self growing up that you said that not a lot of black kids unfortunately were instilled with. What do you think allowed you to have that 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 idea that you were special and unique and what what allowed you to hold on to that? Maybe I felt like I was just born with that sense of self. It could be genetic, it could just be spiritual, it could be like me coming back from a prior life as even more of a stronger person. Maybe it was a goal of mine to keep that sense of self through all my lives, I don't know. But I think for sure, growing up with encouraging adult role models around me definitely helped. Ever since I was little, my mom, my grandmother, my father, my teachers always talked to me as if I was this golden child and protected me and like instilled a lot of confidence and self good self-esteem in me. Do you think, though, that even though you had those role models and they were telling you, like, you know, you're going to be something, you're special, do you feel like that gave you 
like undue pressure at a young age to just constantly be excellent? No, not necessarily. Because ironically, I always been rebellious or just somebody who lived in their own world. I was very much so an isolated child. I could play by myself or I could play with other kids, but I definitely was that kid who was always in his own world and hid and just just did always what I wanted to do. I never did things that I felt like I never wanted to do, like that I wanted to do. Anything I did was always positive or uplifting to me or the environment I lived on to my family or if anything, they encouraged my independent behavior. As Abdu got older, he became more and more entranced with Baltimore's most honored and prestigious art form. Baltimore club music has enjoyed popularity up and down the East Coast for decades now. Few from outside the area can successfully replicate the sound of Baltimore Club, which makes it all the more special. Before contributing his own style and flavor to the genre, a mystical man revealed to a skeptical Abdu his future. I was around 17, 18, and I was at this random-ass festival and this random OG black guy buttoned up where I had very, like, mystical guy, all these rings on his hand, and he was doing numbers. He was a numerologist, and this was, like, 17, 18, before now. You know, now it's trendy, and astrology and shit is trendy, but now, but at that time, it was just like, whatever. And he, I was like, fuck it. I paid him $5 to do my numerology. He, like, did something with my name, whatever. He told me I was, like, a power number, which is 10. And that, like, he sees me doing theater. He said, he's like, he asked me, like, have you ever saw yourself doing theater or some shit like that or whatever? Because, like, I'm seeing you on stage. I'm seeing you, like, on stage being, like, a performer, like, that's like your life. And I was like, nah. Like <laughs> at, at that age, I was like, no. I was just like, no, nah, that's not. I was so just like against it. I was like, no, that's not me. And I just always think about that story. And I was I, I kind of get creeped out by it because like, I don't know. He was he was he was telling the truth. It might not have been theater, but it's close to it. Call it fate coincidence or a random probability of a volatile universe the numerologist had predicted abdu's future a future realized years later i went to school at ub for writing creative writing and i wanted to be a journalist and then i was like nah i really don't fuck with doing this all the time as a profession is not nothing that drives me and i was kind of lost because i was like oh i got to college and i don't know what the fuck i want to do and like you know all that pressure you get as an american child as an american person to go to school and complete like the american dream you go to school major in something you really love and you get a job in that and you know what you want to really do etc cetera, etc cetera. but it don't ever work like out like that unless you got money or real strict parents who give you no choice but to do one <laughs> profession so i was just lost and i was like i was low-key already writing like it started from writing poetry and i was writing lyrics to songs i was kind of on my Issa array just like writing rap lyrics and rap songs to myself and like <laughs> i tried to be a ghostwriter at one point you know and i kept it very private and then i was just like fuck it like i love words i love music and I low-key always wanted to be uh, uh, on stage. So I started doing music because I just felt lost. And I hooked up with this producer in Baltimore. Showed him I had no musical 
background at all. I mean, besides me playing trumpet in middle school and being on the choir and shit like that, I had no like professional music like background. I had, didn't have a song, video, or anything. I just sent this producer my lyrics, and he was like, "Yo, these lyrics are crazy. Like, like these lyrics are insane. Yeah, let's get together. Let's make a track together. Whatever." And we got together in, like in his room studio and. I laid down a verse. Banshee music was one of the first songs I recorded, and I felt like I had sex. I felt like I busted a nut like after recording that track, and I never felt so empowered like that in my life. And ever since then, I was just hooked. I was just hooked. As I talked with Abdu, I kept getting this vibe from him. He didn't have healing crystals or tarot cards, but I felt like his music was a journey to find something more in life and knock on the doors society tells us to keep closed in the form of blind obedience to realizing the American joke. People are more comfortable saying like, oh, I'm not really religious, I'm spiritual, but what is your, what's your spiritual side? What's that I like? mean, I'm really trying to delve into my spirituality even more. I think a lot of people think that they're spiritual, and I thought I was at one point, but, you know, it's a lot of spiritual warfare on this earth, and if you're not diligently working on developing a relationship with your spiritual self every day, then you're really probably not connected to it. A 2015 survey by the Pew Research Center showed the United States is becoming more secular with the bulk of the quote religious nun being millennials. All that is to say people get their worship on in different ways. For Abdu, it's his music. We continued talking about spiritual quests and connecting to the ether for quite a while. When you're performing, do you feel as if something kind of takes hold of you when you're performing or you feel like when you step on that stage, your true self comes out and people can see you for who you are? Do you know about the history of the word genius? No. The term genius comes from people from way back in the way way back in the day during like ancient Greek, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt times. The word genius was was basically kind of like a deity that artists and creatives used when they felt prolific enough to create they felt like the genius was coming to them to create basically god was sending his messenger down to them to create and it had nothing to do with who they are and who they and they are and the work that they're doing the visual work the, the music all that that they were doing were not of them it was of the universe or god or just like this prolific energy Beyonce said it was Sasha Fears or Janice said it was Demita Joe. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, more with Abdu Ali. But first, a word from our sponsors. Support for Local Color, a Baltimore podcast is provided by Brioxi. Brioxi is a network fighting to change the opportunity landscape in the U.S. for minorities across all intersections. Here in Baltimore, Brioxi is helping hundreds of innovators of color buy their first home. Their next home buyer day is March 25th. Learn how to find support for your down payment, invest with other people of color, and strengthen your community. To register, search Brioxi on Eventbrite. That's B-R-I-O-X-Y. Join the tribe. We are the ready generation. Hey, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with rapper, writer, and curator Abdu Ali. Abdu admits his stage persona is just that, a persona. When the, quote, genius strikes him, he's on, and when it's gone, it's gone. 
In his time doing music, Abdus come face to face with those who want him to continue the act long after the crowds have gone and the lights have dimmed to his dismay and exhaustion. People come up to me and think I'm supposed to perform for them all the time. And that's why I think I tend to not even hang out no more or I only hang around other creators and artists. They meet you where you are, not where they mm -hmm. want you to be. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, there's plenty of creatives who are constantly performing, even when no one's watching. Abdu and I continued to talk about the persona creatives are supposed to have, and we got on the subject of drug use and abuse. Everyone thinks creatives are supposed to be one pill short of the medicine cabinet, hanging on to reality by a thread. To Abdu, moderation is key, but we had some convenient technical difficulties with the audio workstation, so let's just skip ahead to Kalan. It started off as a bi-monthly music event, but we had musicians in and out of Bal from in and out of Baltimore. We have a visual a visual component to it by having like projections, projection installations in it, and um, what else did we have? DJs, musicians, and it was lit. Like I started it because I I saw a void that needed to be filled in Baltimore's arts and entertainment district. There was no really solid representation of black and brown music and artistry and I felt that that was kind of rude and ironic because this is a black and brown city so why isn't they being represented in the arts? Kalan was a success but Abdu sensed more was needed for the black and brown community. He pivoted on Kalan's mission. Now a creative agency that tries to help change the autistic climate for the betterment of black and brown artists in the city. For those puzzled by the name, in a strict definition, Kalan or Kalin is, quote, ideal perfect beauty in the physical and moral sense. Abdu curated Kalan events with True Laurel's editor and noisy writer Lawrence Burney. As we talked about Kalan and the black art scene, our conversation drifted back to Abdu's music. If you've seen any of his music videos, especially I Exist, it's easy to pick up on his music's Afrofuturist vibe. An astronaut sails through the stars, manipulating and creating their own identity along the way while visiting the pyramids and the jungles. I didn't ask him for a specific meaning of the song, rather to connect themes of Afrofuturism in his work to his lyrics that positively affirm black existence. Subgenre black music from Baltimore Club to Bali Funk to house music to bounce music is all Afro futuristic and also an, a, an attempt for black people to decolonize music. It don't really use too many instruments. It's all basically electronic. We use samples. We, we say repetitive phrases like mantras and, you know, all these things that to me seem kind of psychedelic and futuristic because it's in this way unruly, unconventional, and just raw as fuck. Afrofuturism as a cultural movement relies heavily on science fiction to explore blackness and themes of other and alienation. At the same time, the ideology rejects our perceived underclass status in favor of something powerful and even ethereal. Afrofuturism's intentions are well-meaning, but there's a darker side to it as well. And to be honest, I'm still learning about it myself, but basically is not even acknowledging this reality that you live in and just creating your own and just being like, I don't believe in this reality. This reality doesn't even exist. I'm dismissing it. 
I don't believe it can get any better for me. Looking at Afro-pessimism through a scholarly lens reveals truth to Abdu's words and an unseen benefit. While Afrofuturism focuses on the future of the black community, Afro-pessimism looks at the here and now as well as the past. The pessimism part comes in when we understand that current society is not created for us. With that understanding comes enlightenment. We acknowledge the deck is stacked against us, which spurs us to action to be the change we want to see in the world, at least in theory. You can argue that the unfair odds will always make us runner-up in the equity Olympics, but in that same breath, you're giving your power, your self-determination away. Would you rather die on your feet or live on your knees? As Afro-pessimism acknowledges history's unfair treatment of blacks, I wondered if it also meant dismissing current black separation. Do you believe that a certain aspect of Afro-pessimism is rejecting the current um, ideologies and values that certain black people have because I still feel like even though you know there's a women's march on Washington and there was so much intersectionality down there and stuff like that I still feel like we as black people and Lawrence and I were talking about this we as black people we still are so divided like we still talk about fucking skin color and hair and oh you talk white or you do this and you do that and it's like are we? Do you think we're going to reach a point in time where it's we're just I, one collective? I hope we do. I really hope we do. And we also have to acknowledge that our separation is fueled by colonization, is fueled by anti-blackness, is fueled by white supremacy. Because to conquer, you must divide. You know, you must divide the people. Because at the end of the day, no matter what color you are, if you got melanin in you, you know, a lot of it, if you got a lot of melanin in you, you fucking black. Like, it don't matter if you're from Brazil, it don't matter if you're from Cuba, it don't matter if you're from uh, Nigeria, West Baltimore, you all black. We all fucking black. Whether futurist or pessimist, ideologies surrounding the global black community are about rebellion and radical thought. These ideas inspired one of music's greatest geniuses, Prince. One of Prince's albums influenced Abdu significantly, and I asked him why he mentioned it in an essay he wrote that accompanied the release of his most recent musical work, Mongo. Controversy um, was one of my one of my first albums I listened to. I mean, that I listened to that made me feel like, oh shit, like. Prince out here being buck in the 70s. And it's funny because people be thinking they woke. People be thinking they radical as if, like, it's this new thing. But motherfuckers been woke. <laughs> you know, being queer as fuck. Being just like, you don't know if he gay, straight. You don't know if he's black, white, whatever. Just like just being so, living in such a, like, a, his, a gray area in his own lane. And it's just like, I can do this shit. I can do this shit, too. As mentioned in the beginning of the show, Abdu Ali is on tour right now in Europe. Check out his IG to follow him on his journey. It's also the easiest platform to get in touch with him. How can people get in contact with you if they want to talk, they want to learn more? Just hit me on a gram. <laughs> That's where I be at most. I'm on Facebook, Abdu underscore underscore Ali, or go to my website, www.abduali.com. Before we parted ways, Abdu had a message for us all living in these turbulent times. Just stay alive, everybody. <laughs> That's it. Today's episode of Local Color was written, produced, narrated, edited, and published by me, Jason V. Follow Local Color on Instagram at Local Color Podcast. You can also like Local Color on Facebook. 
Head to Local Color's website, localcolorpodcast.com, where you can listen to the entire catalog. Also, please subscribe to Local Color on iTunes to get those push notifications when new episodes drop. Also, please, please, please leave a five-star rating along with a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason V, and I'll be back with more Local Color.